Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about obstetric cholestasis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash obscoli or in the antenatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Obstetric cholestasis is also known as intrahepatic cholestasis of pregnancy. Coli refers to the bile and the bile ducts and stasis refers to inactivity. Obstetric cholestasis is characterised by the reduced outflow of bile acids from the liver. The condition resolves after delivery of the baby. Obstetric cholestasis is a relatively common complication of pregnancy occurring in around 1% of pregnant women. It usually develops later in pregnancy, meaning after 28 weeks gestation, and is thought to be the result of increased estrogen and progesterone levels. There seems to be a genetic component, so it may run in families, and it's more common in women of South Asian ethnicity. Bile acids are produced in the liver from the breakdown of cholesterol. These bile acids flow from the liver to the hepatic ducts, past the gallbladder and out of the bile duct into the intestines. In obstetric cholestasis, the outflow of bile acids is reduced, which causes them to build up in the blood, resulting in the classic symptom of itching, which is called pruritus. Obstetric cholestasis is associated with an increased risk of stillbirth, where the fetus dies during the pregnancy. Let's talk about the presentation. Obstetric cholestasis typically presents later in pregnancy, particularly in the third trimester. Itching, or pruritus, is the main symptom, particularly affecting the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. Other symptoms relating to cholestasis and outflow obstruction in the bile ducts include fatigue, dark urine, pale greasy stools and jaundice, which is a raised bilirubin level which can turn the skin and the sclera yellow. Importantly, there's no rash associated with obstetric cholestasis. If a rash is present, an alternative diagnosis should be considered, such as polymorphic eruption of pregnancy or pemphigoid gestationis. Let's talk about the differential diagnosis. Other causes of pruritus or itching, as well as deranged liver function tests, should be excluded. For example, gallstones, acute fatty liver, autoimmune hepatitis or viral hepatitis, such as infection with hepatitis B or hepatitis C. Next, let's talk about the investigations. Women who are presenting with itching or pruritus should have liver function tests and bile acids checked. Obstetric cholestasis will cause abnormal liver function tests, mainly with a rise in ALT, AST and GGT and raised bile acids in the blood. A Tom tip for you, it's normal for alkaline phosphatase or ALP to be increased in pregnancy. 
This is because the placenta produces alkaline phosphatase. If there's a rise in alkaline phosphatase without other abnormal liver function test results, it's usually due to placental production of ALP rather than liver pathology. Finally, let's talk about management. Ursodeoxycholic acid is the primary treatment for obstetric cholestasis and this improves the liver function tests, the bile acids and the symptoms. Symptoms of itching can be managed with emollients, particularly calamine lotion can be helpful in order to soothe the skin and antihistamines, for example chlorphenamine, which can help with sleeping but does not improve the itching. Water-soluble vitamin K can be given if there's derangement of clotting and this is measured with the prothrombin time. Vitamin K is a fat-soluble vitamin. Bile acids are important in the absorption of fat-soluble vitamins in the intestines. Therefore, a lack of bile acids can lead to vitamin K deficiency. Vitamin K is an important part of the clotting system and deficiency can lead to impaired clotting of blood. In patients with obstetric cholestasis, monitoring of the liver function tests is required weekly during pregnancy and then again after delivery after at least 10 days to ensure that the condition does not worsen and that it resolves after birth. A planned delivery at 37 weeks gestation may be considered, particularly when the liver function tests and the bile acids are severely deranged. Stillbirth in obstetric cholestasis is difficult to predict and early delivery aims to reduce this risk. So thanks for listening to this episode on obstetric cholestasis. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you want early access to podcast episodes, consider supporting Zero to Finals on Patreon at patreon.com slash zero to finals. And I'm very grateful if you decide to do that. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about acute fatty liver of pregnancy.